Cade Mila Falta. Welcome to the Letter from Ireland show, where we travel in the footsteps of your Irish ancestors, visiting their homelands and telling their stories as they put down roots in so many places around the world. Hello, this is Mike Collins here, and you're very welcome to episode 716, can you believe that, of the Letter from Ireland podcast. And today's episode is called, Will You Travel with an Irish Saint? So let me explain a little bit more. Okay, so I suppose it's around Easter time at the moment, 2022, and I thought it'd kind of be nice to put a theme of saints, pilgrimages, and so on, into today's show. So what we decided to do was share two particular letters with you today that Crean is going to read. The first one actually is all about a saint of ours called St. Brendan, also known as St. Brendan the Navigator. And we're going to start off with that particular letter. And then after that, and after a piece of music, Crean is going to read a second letter, which is all about the Pilgrim Paths of Ireland. And in fact, covers a journey I actually went along a few years back heading to, uh, down in County Kerry, to Mount Brandon, which is actually named after St. Brendan. So hopefully uh, we'll see the link between the two as we progress into the show. We also have a number of pieces of music today as well, which I think uh, ties this particular theme together very well. And in fact, we're going to start off straight away with a piece of music, and it's from The Chieftains, and it's from a beautiful album album of theirs called Santiago. And as you might guess, it's actually based around Santiago de Compostela, a Galicia in northern Spain, northwestern Spain, which very much has Celtic origins up there. And this particular um, piece of music is called Setting Sail, which I think is very appropriate for our first letter by way of introduction, all about St. Brendan the Navigator, who, who in fact did set sail, allegedly, from County Kerry, and had a lot of adventures along the way and discovered a lot of new lands, certainly from his point of view, along the way. So without further ado, over to the Chieftains now and Setting Sail. Thank you. 
I was inside O'Flynn's butcher shop in Cork City a few years back and something happened to trigger a memory long forgotten. Two memories, in fact. The first of those memories brought me all the way back to my early school days in the seaside town of Crosshaven in County Cork. Word had filtered into our classroom that something unusual was going on across the water in the boatyard. Apparently, they were building an old Irish boat called a curruck, spelt C-U-R-R-A-C-H, and this boat or curruck was being built using ash framing and tarred cowhide. Our teacher explained that a local explorer, a man by the name of Tim Severin, was aiming to prove that St. Brendan managed to make his way to the Americas many centuries before the first Vikings. And he did this using this little sailing curragh that was being put together not a mile from our school. Now, that got my attention far more than studying Irish grammar, I can tell you. A little bit about St. Brendan. St. Brendan was born about 480 AD, near what is now the town of Tralee in County Kerry. He was born into the Carriga Lucre tribe, and later the surnames that came out of this group include O'Connor, Scanlon, Flaherty, Ferris, Moran, Murta, Brosnan, and many more. At the age of 26, Brendan was ordained and went on to found a number of monasteries around Ireland. And sometime in his later years, he went on a seven-year voyage or pilgrimage accompanied by a group of his monks in a simple two-mast curragh. The story of their exploits was captured 200 years later in a Latin text called The Voyage of St. Brendan the Navigator. His tale was quite a big hit across Europe back in the day, with talk about the group arriving at lands full of magic, devils and fantastical animals. They eventually found the Paradise of the Saints, after which Brendan returned home and dies. But back to our local explorer, Tim Severin. Severin and his group, and not a monk amongst them, set out from Brandon Creek in Kerry in May 1976. They too were in a two-mass curragh built using designs and materials available to St. Brendan and his followers. Over the course of 11 months, they sailed and rowed first to the Hebrides in Scotland, then on to Iceland, before landing in Newfoundland with plenty of adventure and luck along the way, but not too much in the way of magic. Tim Severn had shown that it was possible now to travel to the Americas from Europe back in St. Brendan's Day, and all using the navigational techniques and materials of that time. Some feat indeed. He wrote a book of his Brendan exploits, which became a bestseller and was translated into 16 languages. Maybe you've read it already. On to my second memory that I'd like to share with you. In Craganoan, there is a boat. We arrived early one morning at Craganoan Park, a wonderful place in County Clare 
that presents itself as an outdoor museum. The tracks in the park took us through castles, ancient Irish settlements, letting us see and touch the life of our early Irish ancestors. Near the end of our walk in Craganoan, we came across a glass pyramid. Inside was a replica of a Curragh boat, except this was no replica. This was the actual boat that Tim Severin and his crew used to travel all the way from Kerry to Newfoundland back in 1976. And here it sat, retired in dry dock for all to see and enjoy at close quarters. As I ran my hand over the dry hide of the hull, the smell of the boat up close conveyed a story that's hard to capture in words. To look at the slender lines of the craft, her delicate sail and compact size, it really was a wonder it was ever let out onto the sea in the first place. And not only that, but to travel those thousands of miles, both intact and in a safe manner, that was just too much to take in. And this was the same boat that was being constructed all those years ago, just a short distance from our classroom in that small Irish seaside village of Crosshaven in County Cork. If you ever get a chance, do visit this beautiful part of County Clare and run your hands over the hull of this miracle boat for one perfect and immersive history lesson. So there you are, there are my two memories connected through a personal experience of Irish history and the event that triggered them in O'Flynn's butcher shop that day. Well, I was chatting with Simon O'Flynn and in walked the late Tim Severn himself. He was then a sprightly 70-something and still sprinkling the words boat and sea throughout his energetic conversation. A boat sailed out of Brandon in the year of 501 Twas a damp and dirty morning Brendan's voyage had begun Tired of tinning turnips And cutting curly kale When he got back from the creamery He hoisted up the sail He ploughed the lonely furrow To the north, south, east and west Of all the navigators St. Brendan was the best But when he ran out of holy water he was forced to make a stop So we tied up in Long Island Put America on the map Did you know that Honolulu Was found by a carry man Who went on to find Australia Then China and Japan When he was touching 70 He began to miss the crack Turning to his albatross Says he I'm heading back Oh is it right or left for Gibraltar what tack do I take from his head? I'd love to settle down near Bentry Harbour Said Brendan to his albatross, he said But to make it fast, he bent the mast and built up mighty steam Around Terra del Fuego and up the warm Gulf Stream As he crossed the last horizon, Mount Brandon came in sight And when he cleared the customs into Dingle for the night when he got the spuds and bacon, he went to douse the drought. Well, he headed west to Crogers to murder pints of stout. Around be Ballyferreter and up the Connor Pass. He freewheeled into Brandon, the scent was home at last. Is it right or left for Gibraltar? Oh, what tack 
a check for a mizzen head Oh, I'd love to settle down near Bentry Harbour Said Brendan to his albatross, he says The entire population came, the place was chocker block Oh, love nor money wouldn't get your nose inside the shop The fishermen hauled up their nets, farmers left their hay Terry people know that saints don't show up every day Everything was going grand till Brendan did announce That his reason for returning was to try and set up house All the girls were flabbergasted at St. Brendan's neck To see a wife so late in life and him a total wreck Is it right or left for Gibraltar? What tack do I take for a missing head? Yeah. Well, I'd love to settle down near Ventry Harbour Send Brendan to his albatross, he said by the rejection that pierced the poor man's pride Be God, says Brendan, if I run I'll surely catch the tide And turning on his sandals He made straight for the docks And hauling up his anchor He cast off from the rocks As he sailed past in Ishvikalan There stood the albatross I knew you'd never stick it But it's great to see a boss I'm bailing out, says Brendan I badly need a break Two weeks of looking at fungi, it's more than I can take. Is it right or left for Gibraltar? What tack do I take for Miss Head? You're right. I'd love to settle down near Ventry Harbour. Said Brendan to his albatross, he said. So there we had Christy Moore live putting us right on the actual story of St. Brendan. Quite a man with all he discovered and put right on his voyages along the way. Well done, Christy. Uh, very, very nice. Nicely put together in the Irish tradition of telling a story while adding lots and lots of embellishment along the way. Um, before that, of course, we had, well, our best guest version of St. Brendan's story read out by Karina there. And now we're actually going to take um, a slightly different tack because we're going to stay with St. Brendan and the place from which he was, I suppose, kind of not necessarily came from and certainly associated with down in Kerry. And there's a place down there called Mount Brandon. And in fact, it's one of the actual pilgrim trails running up to Mount Brandon, pardon me, uh, from Ventry Strand, around about 10 miles long. And I had a chance to walk along it uh, a number of years back and wrote a particular letter a while back, and Queen is going to read that now. So just to point out, there are a number of pilgrim trails around Ireland, and it's great to see they're actually starting to come together in a way that they're being noticed, um, they're being cleared, 
In fact, there's uh, various tour guides actually ready to take people around some of these trails. So I will actually put a link to that in the show notes, which you can find at a letterfromireland.com forward slash 716. So without further ado, now over to Karina and all about, uh, well, all about just one of the actual pilgrim trails of Ireland. For many centuries, places associated with Irish saints were places of pilgrimage. A once a year or maybe once in a lifetime journey to a place of veneration. This was an idea that was important to many of our shared ancestors. So for now, we will look at the pilgrim in the Irish context. And I'm immediately reminded of those words of Yeats. One man loved the pilgrim soul in you. There has always been something romantic, special and meaningful about being a pilgrim on a pilgrimage. So let me ask you, have you ever walked an Irish pilgrim path? Have you ever even visited a place of pilgrimage, taken a journey to a place of special meaning for you and the people around you? For some of us, it can be a visit to our religious site Maybe a visit back to a place we shared with a loved one who has passed on. Or maybe it's a visit to an ancestral townland in Ireland. In Ireland, we are fortunate to be surrounded by many places that have had special significance to our ancestors down through the centuries. We have the mountaintop of Croke Patrick in County Mayo, the holy wells that dot the countryside, and the annual pattern days of our many Irish saints. And then there's the village festivals that mark the turning of each season. We also have a tradition of veneration and pilgrimage containing rituals and traditions that predate Christianity. These places of pilgrimage became attached to particular Irish saints down through the years. St. Declan, Bridget, Kevin, Gobinet, Cullum, Patrick, Brendan and many more. You might be familiar with some of these first names in your own family or family tree. Most of these early Irish saints were monks and hermits who travelled to a place and then attracted many followers with their creed. Over time, these sacred places became places of pilgrimage. So just like we have the Camino de Santiago in Spain, we have quite a number of pilgrim paths here in Ireland too. You can walk in the footsteps of St. Kevin from Hollywood to Glendalough in County Wicklow, or you can walk in the footsteps of St. Declan from Cashel in Tipperary to Ardmore in County Waterford. Following the Cusson na Nave. A while back, we headed down to Dingle in County Kerry, one of our favourite parts of the country. The Dingle Peninsula is dominated by Mount Brandon, and named after a locally venerated saint, St. Bryn the, Na- the Navigator. We arrived at Ventry Strand, and this is the start of the pilgrim path known as Cusson the Nave, meaning Path of the Saint. And Mike started Cusson the Nave, a 10-mile trek from Ventry to the foot of Mount Brandon. I plan to meet him further along the path. This is the very spot that pilgrims have come ashore from all over Europe to complete a once-in-a-lifetime pilgrimage to Mount Brandon 
down through the centuries. On that day, Mike had the narrow, grassy path all to himself. Every few hundred yards, a stone marked with a cross showed the way, as it had done for hundreds of years previously. The weather was fine with views to the sea and ahead to the cloud-top Mount Brandon. There is something special about walking these ancient pilgrim paths that reminds us of the journey we travel through life. They are a walking meditation, and we feel that we were in the company of many thousands that walk on these paths before us. After about six miles, just above the old church at Kilmacader, the bulk of Mount Brandon fills the sky, and I joined Mike here. In the olden days, pilgrims often stopped at this point to wait for the weather to clear before tackling the final slope of Brandon. As a result, looking around, you can see the remains of many stone beehive huts where they sheltered as they, as they waited, and these huts are spread now across the hillside. However, we had no need to wait on that day. The clouds parted just as we arrived. We could have rushed up the side of the mountain as the evening light faded, but that would have defeated the purpose of such a pilgrim path. A path of pilgrimage is a place for gentle reminding and the restoration of a calm acceptance, a wonderful place to recharge our spiritual batteries. So we stopped there on that day, but we plan to return to Brandon shortly and give the slope and paths of Mount Brandon the time and respect they deserve. We leave you today with part of St. Brendan's Prayer. Help me to journey beyond the familiar and into the unknown, and give me the faith to leave old ways and break fresh ground with you. A wonderful reminder to stop and get our bearings every now and again in life, and maybe take a step outside the well-worn paths of our daily routines. Who knows what or whom you may find there. I skimmed across black water without once emerging onto the banks of an urban morning that hungers the first light much, much more than the mountains ever do. She, like a ghost beside me, goes down with the ease of a dolphin and emerges unlearned, unchained, unharmed. For she is the perfect creature, natural in every feature, and I am the geek with the For all of you, 
beautiful crystal clear voice of Mary Black and Bright Blue Rose. I think that's an actual beautiful, beautiful song. I'm not quite sure why I put it there, but it just seems to be like it fits for all sorts of reasons that are hard to put your finger on into the theme of today, all about pilgrimages and walking your own path. Um, that reminds me actually, Jimmy McCarthy, the man who actually wrote that song. I came across Jimmy quite a lot in the past when I used to go to the uh, Regional Technical College here in Cork many, many years ago. I think a couple of his brothers were going there at the time. And as a result, he used to run quite a few gigs there as well uh, with people like Declan Sinnott and so on at the time. And uh, it was early days for him. But since then, he's got on to produce some absolutely beautiful songs, such as that one, Bright Blue Rose. So again, lovely to actually have an excuse and a chance to play that song. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Letter from Ireland podcast. I hope you enjoyed uh, traveling along this particular journey with myself and Karina today, because we certainly enjoyed putting it together. And remember, you will find the show notes over at lettermireland.com forward slash 716. Any links we actually mention in the show today. And indeed, any of the particular letters that you actually heard being read out, you can actually see them written over there as well. So if you enjoyed today's podcast, do share it with your friends and families or subscribe or indeed do leave a review. We really, really would appreciate um, any reviews that you give us at this point in time on the particular player like Apple Podcasts or whatever platform that you're particularly using. So until next week, this is Mike Collins and Slán for now. If you've enjoyed today's Letter from Ireland show, we'd like to invite you to check out our special membership area, The Green Room. You hear us mention it a lot during the show. And you can find full details of The Green Room at a letterfromireland.com forward slash green room. 
our green room is the essential resource for anybody at any stage in researching their Irish heritage because it's where we delve into all the good stuff to help you break down those brick walls and really connect the pieces in your Irish ancestry puzzle. In the green room, you get access to online genealogists, extensive research tools, quick win training, as well as member-only access to johngrenham.com and a very supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback and advice. The green room is the perfect place to be for anybody starting or continuing their Irish ancestry search. So why don't you come and join us there at aletterfromireland.com forward slash green room. That's it for me, but I'll be back next time with another installment of the Letter from Ireland show. And I really look forward to chatting to you then. Slán gafól, Karina.